Speeding and the sound is speeding. Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi. Hi. Welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, May 30th, 2022. On today's episode, well, we're going to talk about my Alberta trip and the motherfucking oily shit in the Western Conference final. And you know, that's all that I know that McDavid is good at hockey is. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Uh, okay. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Monday, May 30th, <laughs> 31st, uh, 2022. How are you? How's it going? Um, I hope you're doing good. I'm sorry. Okay, I want to start off the episode, obviously, first of all, by saying yes. If you listen to this podcast, you will realize, and you are a patron, that the Thursday episode was not uploaded. That is because I was in Alberta, and I did not bring my laptop. (laughs) I was so fucking jacked on getting everything packed, and I had my fucking McDavid jersey, and I had my leather jacket, and I put that in the top, and I had it all squeezed in there, and then I I just fucking, I just left. And then it wasn't until, so, okay, let's just start off the show. Let's start off the show with a little bit of a, how was my Okay, so let's start off with how's my week. Um, since last we spoke would have been last Monday, the 23rd. Okay, so the 24th, uh, what did we do? We got up. And, uh, and fucking went to Edmonton. So this week I had shows in, uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan. Okay. So I flew out on, uh, we did the podcast on Monday. Then I flew out on the Tuesday, uh, just kind of like, you know, in the evening or whatever fucking went. And then on Wednesday I got picked up. Alicia Snyder was my opener. Uh, she picked me up a beautiful fucking black, uh, Ford edge or some shit like that. Just a nice SUV, fucking comfortable ride up to GP. Um, We drove all the way up to GP, fucking smooth ride up to Grand Prairie. Obviously, we're at the casino that night, but it's the Stompede in Grand Prairie. So we're fucking around. It's the Stompede, uh, which is like, Alicia made this funny joke. Like, is that like, why is everyone speaking in French? Like Stompede. (laughs) But it was the Stampede. It's the Stompede. It's the Grand Prairie Stompede. So it's a mix of, of, motherfucking dancing and horse truck wagons and fucking horses and barrel racing and all that fucking shit. So it's the stompede. So we were up against the Grand Prairie stompede. The fucking beer gardens are 50 bucks ahead to get into, uh, just to sit around and, you know, whatever drink. But yeah, so we got, (laughs) we got absolutely fucked by that. There are still people that come to see me in Grand Prairie, uh, which is like, what, you know, it's whatever. Uh, it's, it's like, uh, like not enough though of a draw, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's like fucking, we got fucking, you know, like, it's not like I'm like selling out, like, you know, everyone's fucking, oh, it's a big, going to be a Ram night. Cause old Drew's coming through. (laughs) I might get bringing like two or three tables. (laughs) So, uh, okay. So we drove up fucking awesome, uh, super quick, easy drive, uh, checked into the hotel, chilling out, you know, and then, yeah, so kind of an under, under, um, how do I say this? It was this, <laughs> it's a big room and not in a small crowd. <laughs> 
So Alicia goes up and she has to do a half an hour. Radio guy goes up. He's some young radio guy. Maybe he's 24, 25, 26 at the most. He's like little white guy, fucking haircut and beard. And he's like, Cody, the fucking radio guy in the country station up in GP. And he goes up and he's just like, and he's just classic radio guy. Like radio guys are not good at public speaking. Um... Which is something that I would like, I would change if I ever taught radio school. Like they teach you, they had an effective speaking class and whatever, like my professor Neil did do, do like he kind of tried to teach us how to do public speaking, but there's, it's only the deep end, man. And there's, I don't know. So anyways, he goes up and he's just like, well, we got company comedy night, your headline night, Drew. He totally forgot my last name. Give, and then he's like, give it up for him. But first, you know, we got Alicia Snyder, your first comic. Give it up for her. <laughs> like, he's just classic, like, you know, like radio guys don't know to end on the name and stuff. Like, they just don't like basic MC shit. Like, they don't fucking teach you. Like, there's no, like, how to MC. There's no how to be an MC, effective MC um, class. Uh, which is like after, you know, you start radioing and then they're like, oh, you could probably MC, right? Like, fuck. So anyways, uh, Alicia goes up and, you know, she'll say it herself. She fucking bombed. <laughs> she ate a fucking fat dick up there. Uh, you know, it's not her fault, though. People are, you know, it's the job. They're dropping plates of food. You know, all these waitresses are running around dropping food. It's uh, not that like, you know. Uh, it wasn't well attended, so there's a lot of emptiness, a lot of echoes. Um, so yeah, so she fucking she got to about twenty whatever, and then pulled the shoot. And I told her I was like, whatever, fucking pull the shoot. But I felt kind of bad because we were on the way up. We were talking about like comedy pet peeves. Like I was just I was talking about my comedy pet peeves, which hey, we got the time. It's been a couple. It's been a week. Let's go into those. Nick is gonna have something to say about this. Oh, buddy. Nick is going to have something to say. I want Nick, I want to hear what you got to say about this. So comedy pet peeves. Number one, comedy pet peeve. No, let's go down. Number three, comedy pet peeve. I, what's, no, what would number three be? Well, whatever. I'll just go with what I was talking about. My fucking comedy pet peeves are, I hate when the comedian will ask the audience a question and then do that joke anyways. So they'll be like, Oh, has anybody here ever been to Disneyland? Or like, oh, you guys, who had a nickname when they were growing up? Or uh, you guys, anybody here, uh, Kraft Dinner? We're familiar. We're all familiar with Kraft Dinner. That sort of shit. Any of that. How many guys, you guys, anybody been to Mexico lately? Any shit like that. Any of that fucking shit where the audience is, is meant to like be like, yes, like a confirmation of subject. Like, yes, like we are familiar with the subject you would like to speak about. And I learned this from Rick Bronson, uh, very young in my career. So thank you, Rick. But what do you do if the audience says no? Anybody been to Disneyland? No. Okay, well, moving on. Anybody ever eat Cool Whip? No. Oh, geez, we got to find something. Like, no, you don't give a fuck whether they have been or have not been to Disneyland. How about you just say, I went to Disneyland this summer and this and this and this happened to me. Because they, oh, there's always this, oh, I'm banking on fucking, I got to get into fights with Mark Anthony about that. Oh, I got to ask him what my, what their nickname is because my nickname and I got to you and this and that and the other. And I it comes, it leads to a funny joke. And Peter Saran too, I was fucking arguing with Peter Saran. He goes, well, I have to ask the audience who watches, who watches fucking Blue's Clues or Paw Patrol. Because then if someone says yes, then I say this. And if someone says no, then I say this. And I go, 
It was uh, only children and creepy adults watch Paw Patrol. So if someone, uh, so if you're waiting for someone to say yes or no, right? Because if you go, yes, exactly, right, only children and creepy adults like you watch it. Or you go, no, oh, of course not, only children and creepy adults watch it. I go, why don't you just say the only people that watch Paw Patrol are children and creepy adults? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, <laughs> fucking Peter Saran. Uh, <laughs> the fucking most stoned man in comedy. Um... So yeah, so I hate that shit. Asking questions. Asking the audience rhetorical questions about a bit that you're going to fucking do anyways. You don't give a fuck who went to Disneyland. You don't give a fuck if they've ever heard of fucking whoever the fuck or whatever the fuck. So just do your fucking bit. That's a big comedy pet peeve of mine. Another comedy pet peeve of mine. Crowd work. Crowd work. Fuck your crowd work. Fuck crowd work. Fuck you. Write a joke. Fuck you, fuck crowd work, write a fucking joke. How about that, huh? How about that? How about write a fucking joke? How's that sound? <laughs> and I listen, I've said this before. I say it all the time. My shit is different. My shit is John Blaze. I don't, I, the crowd work I hate is, and then ha ha ha. And then it's like, well, you can see them totally losing steam. Like just completely, well, I'm fucking gassed. What do you do, buddy? I can't think of any joke. I don't have any more prepared material off the top of my head. I don't have any notes up here uh, because I can't even, I can't even let alone remember my jokes, let alone to fucking bring my fucking set on stage. So what do you do? <laughs> it's like, fuck you. I sit here and listen while you tell me jokes. How about that? How about tell a fucking joke? How about that? I hate crowd work so much. And obviously my shit is different. What I do is I like to make, I make a first impression judgment based on your appearance. And then I say that directly into a microphone while looking at you in the eyes. <laughs> Whatever my people watching first impression of you is, you look like you blankety blank, blank, blank. That's what I do. I fucking, I don't ask. There's no inter. You don't have to say anything. I'm just casting my judgment upon thee. <laughs> And people seem to like it. And then you can get into it. It's like that bit I posted on Instagram the other day about the watermelon white claw guy. You got to be in there with the fucking in the zone and locked in. You know what I mean? And then you could say, look at you, you fucking muscle head freak. You're drinking a watermelon white claw. Whoa. <laughs> and then please don't kill me. Right. Classic. So. So, yeah. So I hate fucking crowd work. I hate what do you do? I hate asking the audience questions. Where are you from? Any of that sort of shit. Fucking lazy. Write a fucking joke. And then what was number three? I hated, I, I hate, uh, those are the big two that I fucking hate. Honestly, like if that's the, I'll stop listening. Oh, and then like, obviously like punny sort of, oh, I got a story for you guys too. Oh, it's been so much has happened. Um, I'm going to pull that message up too. So, okay. I got to get ready for that. So that, so that was Wednesday. That's great. Grand Prairie. Um, oh, this is going to be so fucking funny. Grand Prairie and, uh, yeah, so whatever. So Grand Prairie's good. And then, uh, you know, Colette and Andre there, what up? Won them. So Colette and Andre came out to see me with a couple of their friends, Bob and Terry. Um, and, uh, whatever Colette's cousin there. So I met them. 
so nice. Always nice to see them. Uh, you know, and it was good. So sorry, Alicia goes up and kind of eats a dick or whatever and pulls the shoot like 20 and I go up and I just start fucking, you know, ripping it up. Grand Prairie, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, fuck it. I'm doing my whole new hour, which turns out to be 48 minutes. Uh, which honestly, when you cut the fat, it's probably going to be close to like 33, <laughs> but that's good. That means I got an actual full ass 33 of all new shit. So I can do the hour that I want to do now of all my old stuff, all the Alberta UFC, all the stuff that never made it onto my first album that probably should have been on the first album. <laughs> like I said, I did jokes I never did before and never did again on that album, but whatever it is what it is. So I'm going to get all this stuff, you know, I got to get a crowd that hasn't seen me before because those Alberta UFC jokes or some of them are 10 years old. You know, some of these jokes that I'm going to put down are going to be 10, 10 years old. Tickling UFC, Brazilian coochie coo, that's about 10 years. So, you know, gr Grandpa 31 Skateboard, that was on Just for Laughs. I'm putting it on my album, but like fucking, you know, I wrote that joke. It was originally, every year it changes. I was 24 when I wrote that joke. <laughs> so I've been telling that one for eight fucking years. Uh, the skateboard bit. And yeah, so um, so it was nice to feel that 48. I sat in the pocket for about 48. I didn't bring my guitar, so I was like, hey, at 48, I was like, I got, I'm out of new stuff. I'm going to have to start doing some old stuff. And it was almost depressing. Like once I changed into the new stuff, like the difference in the audience reaction or into the old stuff, because it's so good. It's so not good, but like it's so, well, whatever. I could say that it's good. I like it. <clears throat> Uh, but it's so polished and it's so like I've done it a million fucking times. And I know exactly where the laughs are and I have the and I and I also give myself room to work within there like, oh, and here's where I riff. And then and I don't know, like it's just like I've been literally doing it for so long. And then I just whatever. And then I went another like seven minutes. So I was like, fuck you, Grand Prairie. I'm fucking out of here. Uh, so, yeah. And then I fucking. You know, just chilled out. Alicia went to, to go drown in her sorrows. <laughs> she just immediately dipped after the show. I hung out with Colette and Andre, stayed, smoked a joint, and uh, yeah, and then went back to bed. And then we're because we we're leaving at seven in the morning, which is awesome. Uh, Alicia had to do go to Lethbridge all the fucking way to Lethbridge, nine hour drive. And I'm like, man, that hurts after you eat a huge dick. And then you got to drive nine hours thinking about that. And then to only to go to another comedy show and like, please don't let it happen again. <laughs> like what? Please no more, no more. Um, <laughs> so yeah, fucking, uh, so we left super early and I was back in Edmonton um on thursday by like whatever time 11 a.m so and that was when i was gonna do my podcast <laughs> and then i'm like i don't have my fucking computer i had no car i'm stuck janie lives my sister lives like in an isolated part of the south side i literally there's no bus like the next the nearest closest bus station is a 20 minute walk like why do i keep hitting spacebar you have to walk fucking 20 minutes just for the privilege of taking the bus for fucking nine hours in edmonton <laughs> So, um, I was like, fuck that anyways. So then Thursday, guess what? Holy fucking shit. Your Edmonton Oilers. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> uh, yeah, Thursday's game. Unfucking real, buddy. Un. Fucking believable. Uh, down to nothing in the first. 
battle back. I, I don't think, whoops, I don't think we had the lead. I can't remember when the fuck I was just in the zone, man. And then like, like oh yeah, tied 3-3. Three, three. Uh, and then just, I don't know, man. It was just a fucking wild fucking game. Like it was just wild. Kane, Hyman, McDavid with the game winner. Fucking Dreisaitl with those assists. He's a one-footed fucking one-footed like hockey German non-stopping guy <laughs> he's just got one fucking foot right now um and I don't know like it was just awesome like I was in the north side like I was in the hood at this bar in the hood and I just fucking I just went nuts dude I was like yeah like holy fuck like a uh, man western conference finals here we go so much for a fucking one-line team hey Nick huh you want to talk about a one-line fucking team? How about a fucking no-line team called the Maple Leafs? They're golfing right now. <laughs> the only line on the Maple Leafs is the fucking one that's receding on the top of Austin Matthews' fucking hair. <laughs> the fucking only line the Leafs got is on Austin Matthews' head, and it's running fucking south. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, here we are. Western Conference Final, bro. Avalanche versus Oilers. Like, it's like 1990 fucking eight or whatever the fuck. Actually, let's Google that. When the fuck was the last Oilers versus Avs playoff history? Oilers versus Avs playoff history. The Colorado Avalanche have a 7 5 and 0. Oh, fuck, eh? Okay, I yeah, 97, exactly. 1997, 1998. Here we go. What the fuck? Okay, so the last time we did this was 1997. Edmonton won 5-1. We won 5-1. Then we lost 3-4. Oh, shit. So we won that series. And then 1998. Uh, who the fuck? Colorado won that series. Or no. I don't know. I can't read this chart. Edmonton, 1998. Edmonton lost. Win, 1-3. Edmonton. Oh, this is the Avalanche. Oh, I got it backwards. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. Who was on the Avalanche in 1997? Who was there? They had a good team. Let's see. Roster. Roster. Uh, Peter Forsberg. Oh, yeah, there you go. They had fucking Forsberg. Who the fuck else did they have? Patrick Waugh. Look at that. They had Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick. Oh, yeah, there you go. They had that team. And then who's on 1997 Oilers? That was like fucking... Who the fuck was on that team? Roster. 1997 Oilers. We got fucking Todd Marchand, Kevin Lowe. Yeah, bro. Kevin Lowe. Mike Greer. Ooh, Mike Greer. Mike Greer was good. Fucking Todd Marchand. Who was the goalie? Who was the fucking... Oh, Cujo. Yeah, I fucking knew we had Cujo. Yeah, that's... I, Cordy was like, you didn't have Cujo. I was like, yeah, we fucking had Cujo. We absolutely had Cujo. Yeah, buddy. We had fucking Cujo. And we had Kevin Lowe and fucking Todd Marchand and fucking... Yeah, all these guys, bro. This is going to be some sick hockey, bro. I'm fucking really looking forward to this. 
Colorado versus Edmonton. Oh, Schmortle's messaging me right now. Let's see what Courtney has to say. How to go with the mice. Oh, we had another guy in today. Uh, good, it's all good. Good, it's all good. They're going to come back and put some fucking mesh shit in there. And put some fucking mesh, mesh shit in there. Okay, cool. All right. So let's keep going around the weekend. What am I going to do? I think I'm, I'm sorry, patrons. I, I don't know if I'll have juice for the Thursday makeup episode, but I'll do. I'm obviously going to do one this week because I'm here. But uh, fuck, I feel bad. I feel bad. That's why I only ask you for five or seven bucks. I'm sorry, man. Fuck, I'm working on it. Okay. This is why I don't want to go on the road anymore, too. I fucking hate the fucking shit fucking road. It cost me 200 bucks in gas just to get to fucking Grand Prairie and back. It's like, what the fuck? I haven't gotten any raise, man. This gig has paid the exact same for 10 years, and gas was fucking 68 cents when I started. So I don't fucking know, man. Fuck. Fuck the neoliberal New World Order. <laughs> <clears throat> so then Friday... I get, I, uh, Thursday, whatever, I got back from Saskatoon. Now, Friday, I'm on the road to Saskatoon, and I got to do an album release party. So, it's, uh, these are never good for comedy. Uh, it's not, it's not good for stand-up. I don't, I, am. Um, you know, if anyone's listening, and they're thinking about doing a variety show, don't. <laughs> if you're going to do it, it has to be comedy-based, not music-based. It has to be like, we're doing a comedy show, and then after there's a band. Not there's a band with a fucking comedian up front. No. So, I mean, whatever. I had a good time. Like, I went up, and this is the beautiful part about being, it's at the Capitol. Love this venue. Uh, J uh, John, the guy there, awesome guy. They're, it's an amazing venue. Kelly Taylor, blah, blah, blah. Saskatoon, it's just out of the way. Like they say it's out of the way. It's like you fuckers drink and drive. It's five minutes everywhere you go in Saskatoon. You, this is out of the way for you, but whatever. So I get there. It's me, <clears throat> an opening band, a drag performance, and then the headlining band. So I go, I meant to go up and do 15 or 20. So I go up and I'm fucking, people are filing in, whatever. They're all pushed away because the dance floor. And I'm like, I, I'm Zen. I'm cool, dude. I know what my job is. Anybody that's listening to me right now is feel free to listen to me. And this is where I wish I was more like Mace Galoni or like Charles Haycock. <coughs> Definitely more like Mace because Mace just tells jokes. <laughs> Isn't that a novel idea? But Mace goes up there and he just fucking tells jokes and they work if you're listening. And like, there's no, you don't got to sell them. You don't got to put any zhuzh on it like me. You don't got to, there's no big fucking freaky act outs. There's no suspended disbelief, plausible deniability of any fucking sort of shit. He just tells the jokes and they're funny. <laughs> and this, and I don't have very many of those. I got maybe like five minutes of those. So I front load all my jokes up front and it's going well. And then we start getting into the personality-based material, <laughs> which is a little bit of a harder sell. You kind of got to be in the, uh, I need a little bit of hypnosis trick there. You know what I mean? It needs, there's a little bit of behavioral psychology going on. So whatever, there's people listening, people trickling in. Everyone that was listening to me had a great time, had a great set. You know, they enjoyed it, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm going to go, okay, now I'm ready. I'm finishing my set. Okay, if you, for all those that came in, we're here for the Ill Creature debut album release. We got a great show lined up for you featuring a drag performance from Karma K. Mellon. But first, it's your opening band. Please give it up. Make some noise all the way from right here. You know, it's their hometown band after 2 a.m. That's the band, after 2 a.m. And then fucking I, no musicians come to the stage. 
except for the lead singer of Ill Creatura, the headlining band. And this guy's ultimate lead singer, ultimate lead singer, fucking sunglasses inside the entire night, fucking talking a mile a minute, fucking star of the show, ultimate lead singer. Like he's the guy that you would want as a lead singer in your band. He had LSD, lead singer disease, right? Like totally full on. It's his band. It's his nights, his friends. He's the guy. And I get that. I'm, I'm down for that. Like he's a cool guy, chilling guy. So he comes on stage. I introduce this band and he hops on stage and goes, yo, actually, we got to fucking, we got to switch it up. Uh, apparently this fucking drag performance, Karma K. Mellon is doing two drag songs and brought fucking two entire drag outfits for this. And there's a 20 minute costume change in between the first song and the second song. So I introduced the band, but really uh, there's an audible that happened. And while I was on stage, that goes now the drag performance. So it's like already I'm like, okay, I'm fucked. Like, oh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. And then after I'm like, did I fuck up? He's like, no, we just fucked you. I'm like, no problem. No problem. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. People are coming up to me after. Hey, man, that was really funny. I wish, there, you know, there's lots. I wish everyone wasn't talking. I'm like, yeah, me too. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't get, I used to worry about not getting paid if I wasn't funny. Like if, if I wasn't funny that I wouldn't get paid or if that the owner or whoever the fuck is paying me didn't find me funny because that had happened before. Even though that was Scott Belford's fault, but whatever, that's another story. Um, but it happened before, one time in my career where the owner, the, the person who booked us said I wasn't worthy of getting paid, so I didn't get paid. Even though I came out there and we had a contract. And this Saskatoon one, to be honest, no contract, email deal only. So it's in writing, but no signed contract. But I've been working with these guys for a long fucking time since they've been open, really. Um, and so I was kind of cool on that. And I was like, I don't care. Like, no, there's no amount of like, I don't, there, there, I'm getting paid. This is my job and whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm so free now. <laughs> like, it's so nice. Because then I just stay in the pocket and then I have a better set. Because if I'm reaching and reaching and trying to get everyone to shut the fuck up and pay attention to me and blah, 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 blah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Who gives a fuck, right? Um, so did I press spacebar again? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. So, yeah. So so the fucking shows go good, whatever. Karma K. Melon goes up there and does one drag song. And then I got to come back and be like, okay, whatever. And then let everyone relax, do some house music, bring up the next band. They fucking smash, love them. Relax, bring up fucking karma, do a couple jokes. Now it's like, okay, now I'm going to do, I'm meant to do a couple more jokes on this sheet. It says Drew 10 to 15 and everyone, literally everyone's talking. So I'm like, I'm just going to do one joke to say that I did him. I did a joke. So I do my one bit, maybe four people laugh and I go, all right, guys. Well, I could tell it's probably, we're probably stand up. It probably isn't working right now. So <laughs> it doesn't really seem like an environment for stand up comedy. So Who's with me? And then I do, blah, 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 blah. I could have been like, baby Hitler. And they would have been like, woo. <laughs> I should try that. Baby Hitler. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, kids, get up and make a baby Hitler. Because <laughs> it's just, I've said it before, it's just the cadence. It doesn't matter what the fuck you say. There's this human human thing that's like you're like okay i gotta listen or i gotta clap now so i got him back and then obviously that got him back and then i said okay and then i gave my mention off the top i gave these guys a great intro they're from right here in the past super chill guys please give them after 2 a.m and they come up and just instantly start smashing great band unreal bass player 
unfucking real bass player to the point where I was just like, like what, what do I play then? Because that's the the bass. And then I t- and then I asked him, I'm like, yeah, where'd you learn that? He's like, I taught myself. Like, okay, fuck you. And I even said, I'm like, you're a sick bass player. And he's like, I know. <laughs> and there was no ego there. It was incredible. Uh, because it's like Bruce Lee. It's like, you know, people ask me if I'm good. And if I say, you know, yes, then I sound like a braggart. But if I say no, then I'm fucking lying. So what do you want from me? (laughs) He was fucking tasty, bro. And, uh, yeah. So then whatever, whatever. And then the final, the headlining band, please get up, makes noise for Il Creatura. Boom. My night is over. Uh, all I got to do is introduce the DJ. We're going to keep it going all night now. DJ Charlie Hustle. And I dipped. I Irish that thing. I said thank you to everyone. And I just fucking Irish the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. It was awesome. I was like, I'm going back to my hotel room. TJ's Pizza right next door. TJ's Pizza in Saskatoon. Unlimited Unlimited toppings, thirteen ninety nine medium takeout special. Unlimited, unlimited toppings. I would like double veggies and triple pepperoni. Sure, no problem. Thirteen ninety nine. I like cheese. Thirteen ninety nine. Fucking the crust is incredible. It's like Edmonton style pizza or Prairie style pizza. I don't know how to describe it, other than TJ's Pizza, Dallas Pizza, Coliseum State. Terry scratching at something. We had the mice guy in today again, so now we have a different company. Fucking mice guy. Um, Frank said he emailed me the money. Frank, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the fucking cash. Oh, there it is. Frank, pa, automatically deposited. Fucking yes, thank you, Frank. Okay, sick. Uh, okay. Uh, what the fuck? What was I talking about? Okay, yeah. So then I just, uh, oh yeah, I gotta open up that other thing. Ah, there's so much that has happened. Um, okay, so. That was Saturday. Uh, or that was Friday. Saturday. Oh, yeah. And I stayed at the fucking Best Western on Wyndham. Don't do that if you're ever in Saskatoon. This guy fucking, I get in there and some lady's like arguing with this guy. They're having a fucking customer confrontation. She's not happy. And he's like some fucking timid little Asian dude who's just like, okay. And like not happy. Hang on a sec. Terry. I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, yeah. So Saturday. And then fucking Saturday, 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 Saturday. Oh, yeah, I just chilled with my parents because they're getting old and I would like to see them because they are old and decrepit. <laughs> they're not decrepit, but they're fucked up. They can't really move uh, that well. And it's only going to go downhill from there. So, you know, you got to get that time in while you can with them. Uh, and then Sunday, Janie and I went to Canmore to look at our wedding venue. So uh, we booked uh, the, I told Mac this, Tunnel Mountain Reservoir for the ceremony. And then we're going to do a place, uh, what the fuck, uh, the sensory for the fucking reception. So it was awesome. Nice, nice place. Canmore wedding. Beautiful fucking nice thing. The only thing is it's a small, tiny restaurant. It's like very tiny restaurant. But we, because we didn't want to do a big fucking hall wedding with a million fucking people in a trough line. We're like, we're going to invite a very few amount of people and they are going to have a superior dining experience. So we're actually going to design a fucking menu with this chef, which is dope. 
and the mixologist. We get to design the the menu with the chef and the drinks with the mixologist. And it's got three uh, 270 degree views of of the Rocky Mountains. So you really couldn't couldn't be any fucking better. Um, and then yeah, so then Sunday and then Monday I just came home. Or Monday I was getting ready and then I had a red eye. So really I feel like I've been I feel like it's Monday today, but it's actually Tuesday for me. I have been up. Uh, yes, I have not slept. I slept a little bit on the airplane. I paid a little extra money to get the fucking nice seat, which is so worth it on a red eye. Like it is so fucking worth it when you want to sleep to get the nice seat with the extra leg room and the fucking, oh man, I just passed the fuck out for like an hour and a half, two hours. And then boom, you're like, it's only an hour and a bit. And for some reason at night, at night, and when you're going east, the, pl- the flight only takes three hours and 45 minutes. I've been on there when it's like four and a half hours going west in the day. But for some reason, night going east. Can someone explain that to me? Is that because the world? <laughs> now I'm going to sound real fucking stupid. But is that because the world is turning like under me? The right. It's like bringing Toronto closer as we're flying. Which way does the earth turn? Holy fuck, I'm stupid. Which way way does the earth spin? Okay, let's see. Counterclockwise. The rotation direction is prograde or west to east. So it goes west. It rotates west to east? What does that mean? Counterclockwise. So no, it's going the other way. We're actually chasing Toronto. What the fuck does that mean? Is that right? Wow, I'm really fucking stupid. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. So it should be, it's like, it should be the other way. Like if you take your plane and then you fly it towards Edmonton, like Edmonton's trying to catch up to you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Does this make any fucking sense? I feel like it's like, wouldn't can't you, what if you just jumped up high enough and then you were able to just float? Would eventually the earth like, or would you go with it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Could you just jump up and then eventually the fucking earth would like you would just land in China if you stayed in the air long enough? Or if you stayed in the air for 24 hours, would you land back on where you were? <laughs> this is dumb. How the fuck did I start talking about this? Because uh, I took the red eye. Okay, so yeah, I'm fucked up today. And now, there we go. That's the podcast. We're already at 38 minutes. This is the makeup extra long Monday episode. Uh, oh, I didn't download any dad rock. I guess we'll do some dad rock. Hang on a sec. Oh yeah, I forgot about this story. Okay, before guitar, <laughs> there's this comic, Jason Rainville. Newer guy, newer comic. He's an older guy in his 40s. He's making a career change. So you got to watch out for these guys. Um, <laughs> they're not artists. So he goes, hey, man. And he sent me a message on May 20th and he retracted it. So I opened my inbox on the 20th and I saw Jason unsent a message. I was like, oh, weird. Maybe this guy just fucking is looking for one of the other Drews or whatever the fuck. Or maybe he was looking for stage time. Then he goes, hey, man, I sent you something earlier that I retracted. But I thought I would mention that someone told me that you're doing an oncologist joke. And then he goes in paragraph on call. That's very similar to the joke I had been using as my closer for most of last year. <laughs> On call. 
Oh my god. Uh, like, th this is what I'm fucking dealing with. Okay. And he goes, I don't know what the etiquette is here. Because he's a new fucking comic who's really worried about the p his pun. <laughs> I don't know what the etiquette here, Pop. Because you're a nice guy and I don't want to point fingers. It could be a coincidence or even not true. So I thought I'd reach out. So I said, LMAO, who said that? And he said, Brandon Zakai. Oh god, I'm never getting booked at the corner, am I? <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, <laughs> instantly after he said that, because normally these joke police, this is where he fucked up. Because if you're going to start fucking calling the joke police or pulling out your joke police badge, and then you're, and I go, and I call you out, where'd you get this info? A seasoned joke police officer would say, it doesn't matter where I got the information from. We're talking about this matter. But this guy, this is his first fucking thing, and he's he's a snitch. Obviously, he's a rat. So he ratted out Brandon Zakai for having for speaking my name in his mouth. So instantly, I start a fucking group chat with Brandon, Jason, and me. And I go, "Hey, Brandon," and Brandon goes, "Hey, dude!" Instantly, and I go, "Do you know why I started this group chat?" And he goes, "No idea." And I go, "Okay, cool. Thank you." <laughs> okay, cool. Exclamation point. Thank you. And he goes, sorry, what's up, man? And then I go, Jason, question mark. And now here's when I just left. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to let you two in this little group chat, figure it the fuck out. You want to speak my name? You keep, I feel like Will Smith, keep my motherfucking name out your motherfucking mouth. So you want to speak my name, especially about, um, in terms of my creativity or my ability. First of all, let me tell you the real story. Here's what actually happened. There was a show. This Brandon Zakai was on my show. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of his standup. He's uh, definitely deeply misogynistic in, in a non-funny way. Um, and as the, uh, there is funny ways to do that. The, you know, but you can't, it has to come from like a different place of then like a punching down at women. It kind of has to fucking, it kind of has to punch down at, um, like the concepts of, you know, extreme, you know, I don't know. It has to, it has to punch down. I can't punch down at just women. You can't just be like, you fucking bitch, you whore. You know what I mean? You fuck, fuck, shut the fuck up, bitch. You know, you can't tell people that. So anyways, not really a fan of this guy to begin with. Fucking whatever, Natish books and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so, and there was a guy in the crowd, um, who was a doctor. He was Jewish. And I was just like, what do you do, man? You're a lawyer or a doctor? <laughs> like classic, whatever. Or I said, what do you do? Are you, I was like, right, so you must be a lawyer. And he's just like, no, I'm a doctor. And I was like, well, I had 50%. I had a, one, I had a, you know, 50, 50 shot at guessing your job. Um, and he was laughing. It was funny. There's nothing, nothing anti-Semitic about this. We were la we were talking about the Judaism. It was fine. We were comparing Catholicism and Judaism. It was fine. And I go, oh, what kind of doctor are you? And he goes, oncologist. Earlier in the show, I was making fun of this table of dumb bros. Uh, oh, look at the dumb, dumb idiot bros over here. Young, smooth, young boys, whatever. <clears throat> I lean over as soon as he says oncologist. And I go to the dumb table. I'm like, oh, man, uh, that means that he's on call all the time. <laughs> like, you know, to the dumb table. That means that he's on call all the time. Like, what's it like being on call all the time? That must be hard. Blah, 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 blah. Shitty pun. And when you Google oncologist joke, like just Google the words oncologist joke. And it's like, why do oncologists never get a break? 
because they're always on call. Like, it's like literally like a <laughs> thousand and one doctor jokes. You know what I mean? Like, so this is a literal throwaway line for me. I, like a literal throwaway joke for me. A throwaway line. I'm. Uh, this is something I have, I can't, you know, it's such low hanging punny fruit that I was able to literally pull it out of the ether and fucking throw it away just that instance. And I had never thought about it before that or ever since then. Now, apparently Brandon decides that night to message this guy, Jason Rainville and say, oh, Drew's fucking doing your joke or whatever the fuck. So, and, and honestly, fucking Brandon bombed. He ate a dick. I lit him early too. So I don't know if he was trying to come back because he seems kind of like a fucking spiteful guy or that he might, you know, he's one of these comedy guys that's like, oh, I'll fucking make it or whatever the fuck when it's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. Um... Uh, you know, I'm I'm cool with fucking, you know, never seeing this dude again. Um, nice, you know, a nice enough guy in person, but it's like I, that jittery kind of fucking wearing a bunch of necklaces and feathers hanging off you and kind of sketchy and, and all that. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just want chill. I just want to be around chill, cool dudes who keep other people's names out their mouth. So, uh, yeah, so then I go, I go, oh, okay, cool, thank you. And then in the group chat, I go, Jason, question mark? And now Jason chimes in. I was asking Drew about the oncologist joke. Now, Braddon, dude, I said it was a pun and done for a specific crowd and no big deal. I just thought it was funny. And then Brandon's like, fuck me, man, me and my big mouth. Sorry, guys, didn't mean to start a trial. No one owns puns. I use a lot of them. <laughs> fuck my life. I make enough fucking enemies every day. Sorry. And then here we go. Now, here comes Jason's big stand here. Now, this is where I'm like, I got no respect for either of you fucking guys, but Jason, you're dumber than fucking Brandon. Brandon, you messaged me the day of uh, the day that Drew did a joke that was essentially the same as mine. It's not a pun. It's a malaprop. <laughs> it's a malproposition, which is like, it is a pun. Let's like, it's like, you want to talk about joke terms? Like you want to run fucking paraprodocians and malapropositions and fucking puns and this. It's like, look that shit up, dog. Like, at least know what the fuck you're talking about. So he goes, Brandon, you messaged me the day of to say that Drew, it's not a pun. It's an, and I have two tags that lean into the on between on call and on a, on oncologist. That's not nothing. <laughs> period that's not nothing mr creative pun over here uh that's not nothing <laughs> and now here's where you got to watch out for fucking 40 year old guys who are switching careers because he goes especially when our creative output is our currency so now he's worried buddy this is my big oncologist joke i need these every joke that i get to transition into stand up and feed my kids and, you know, that's, 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 you're taking money off the table here <laughs> when you're doing my pun, <laughs> when you're doing my 1001 doctor jokes pun. So he goes, and he goes, that's not nothing, especially when our creative output is our currency. You can't let it go when someone does your joke. You just, you can't, you can't let it go when someone does your joke. And then he goes, so there are three options. One, it's a coincidence, in which case, no big deal. It happens. Two, Drew is intentionally doing my joke, in which case, please stop. Three, Brandon didn't tell me the truth, 
In which case, sorry, Drew and Brandon, what the fuck? So, which is it? <laughs> the three ultimatums from Jason Rainville. The fucking open mic king of fucking 45-year-olds. <laughs> With the flash in his fucking... This is the thing. Comedy badges... Usually guys start feeling the need to flash a comedy badge. Like Dempsey and Cooper were really bad for that around that three, four year mark. They start feeling like, you know, we're the road dog thing and they don't understand that the only thing, our only currency is fans, not material. And then they start trying to police the scene and it's a good way to make you feel like a little bit of a bigger, bigger guy. Even Belford fucking was a big joke police guy. Um... But yeah, it's around that two to four year mark. You really start, you know, you're in it now. You're in, you're in it. So you have a little bit of cred. You may have won a thing or done a thing or whatever the fuck. So you feel like you got a little bit of, you know, a little bit of ethos here. Um, in the ability to fucking, you know. Um, or I guess it would be pathos. Ethos, pathos, and logos. I think you got a little bit of all three there. You think you got a little bit of all three. So, yeah. Uh, oh, man. So fucking funny. And then, and then Brandon finally says, Coincidence, I asked you if I knew he had one too. I asked you if I knew if you knew he had one too. That implies that it's like Brandon doesn't even know what the fuck was going on there. Like, these guys are so stupid. They can't even see how shit of a fucking joke this was. And that it was low-hanging fruit. So much to the point where I was able to fucking... I'd never heard this oncologist pun before. Because I don't think... My brain flies over those jokes. Like, I won't... I wouldn't even consider it in something that I would write down or explore as an idea on stage. Like, you know, oncologist actually could be oncologist? Like, there's an idea. And he's got tags, this guy. Then I have two tags. <laughs> That's not nothing, period. <laughs> I would argue that it is absolutely nothing. I would argue that you got shit for fucking fuck for shit, buddy. <laughs> and these guys, that's our creative. It's our currency. Oh, yeah. You know who's your favorite comic? He's the guy that does that one joke with two tags about oncologist and how oncologist sounds like you're on call. I love that joke about how it sounds like that. <laughs> and then fucking yeah there you go so this fucking is brandon guys keep keep my fucking name out your mouth dog um you know <laughs> and i already said i already i fucking just i was done with these guys i was like you guys can have your little fucking moment in the sun uh you know against each other i just put them in the pen and let them fight each other and then he goes, then I said it was crowd work for a healthcare crowd, which it's not. It was one fucking Jewish doctor in the crowd and a pun and probably just honest situation brought up in the moment. Yeah, because it's low hanging fruit and it's a shit pun. It's a shitty fucking pun. And it was like contextually it worked. But like, why would anyone ever like, how about tell me how you feel? Tell me how you feel, buddy. Um... And then he goes, it's not a malaprop. That would be if you replaced oncologist with a similar sounding word. <laughs> now they're arguing about whether it's a pun or a malproposition. Uh, let's get. Okay, let's see what the malapropism uh, is. The mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one. 
often with unintentionally amusing effect. For as example, dance a flamingo instead of flamenco. Yes, and then a pun. So that's a malaprop. So this isn't an on-call. Just a what is a pun? Now let's go. A pun is a joke exploiting the different possible meanings of a words or fact that the words would sound alike, but have different meanings. So it is technically a pun, Jason. <laughs> we did. We're not. <laughs> oh man! So I fucking and then I and then I've been trying to get this guy Brandon off our fucking Thursday roster. I don't know. He runs some show and the Tish feels like fucking. He owes him something or some shit. Wow, are we almost had an hour. Holy fuck! Good for me. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, there you go. That's enough fucking juice. Now we're gonna play guitar even. So that was my funny. So I just, I just blocked. I deleted them and blocked them. <laughs> I was like, I don't want you. I don't want to hear from any one of you two fuckers. Uh, Brandon's gonna start messaging me because he he rebooked himself. He knew, so here's the other thing I don't like about this fucking guy. He ate a huge dick. When I was hosting on Thursday, and 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 then he goes to Natish, who wasn't there, and he's yo, can I get another spot in July? Not me. When I was there hosting, and I saw him eat this huge dick, he goes, oh, maybe I'll slide in on Natish. So I add this note. I'm like, can we please get this fucking Brandon guy off our fucking roster? You know, like I'll see him at the open mic scene, but I got I don't want nothing to do with guys screaming into microphones about the same shit over and over again, fucking loose. Shit, crowd work, fucking misogynistic bullshit, right? Like, I don't got time for that. We are, this is a, a show for good, professional, good, real comics who aren't delusional, who who are real and good and, and are real. <laughs> so yeah, Jason, you're not, you're not getting booked at the corner anytime soon. <laughs> I but don't worry. You shouldn't worry. You've got that oncologist joke. <laughs> you should be fine, dude. Uh, so yeah, I just blocked and deleted him because I, I knew I told Natish, I'm like, you got to get Brandon off. I told him anyways, this is funny because I told him before this shit happened with Brandon that we got to get Brandon off the list. And now he goes and does this. And Jason, the fucking Jason, the comedy, comedy police, who's, who's also a narc, <laughs> who's also a rat, who is, who is, who ratted out Brandon. Oh, man. So there are three options. This is so funny. Like this guy, you could tell he must have came from some sort of like position where he might have been a manager in his old life or whatever the fuck. But it's like, dude, you're in. There's no there's absolutely no fucking justice. There's no oversight board. There's no HR and stand up. Who are you going to make a file complaint with the CASC for a fucking pun pun apro? Uh, what's it called? When you appropriate pun apro appropriation of puns <laughs> we've got a fucking class four appropriation a pun material so yeah so i fucking just blocked and deleted both of them because jason started calling me on fucking um on facebook messenger i'm like no now you don't get to call me now dude we're not gonna talk this out you you started this you can sit you're a 40 year old man you thought about everything in your life and you and the conclusion you came to was that you got this big oncologist joke whose creative output is our currency and this is I'm making a career switch. It's so sad. I just feel so bad for these guys because it's like you don't understand. I didn't even understand stand-up until like a year and a half, two years ago. And not how to do it. I mean the business of stand-up. Like I truly didn't understand what the actual business was until I went to radio school. 
And it had nothing to do really. It was more to do so with the pandemic than, and then also this shit I learned in radio school. But I would have probably figured it out with all my buddies popping off doing the new version of, of, of what stand-up is. So, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Good luck with the on-call. Okay, now we play guitar. We got to do that. Commercials, fuck. Uh, oh, and I got to pick up my weed. Okay, kingtutscannabis.com. Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Ooh, would you like access to bonus content that I fucked up on uploading, but we're going to keep it I've been good so far. I only missed one so far, but whatever. We're keeping it going. Uh, or do you just want to support the show? Do you like Do you like the podcast? Do you just want to help a brother out, pay for fucking the bandwidth, pay for the hosting, pay for the fucking uh, editing software that I use on a monthly fee? Go to patreon.com slash droopame. Uh, 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 dummy level starts at five bucks. Shredder's seven bucks. You can get uh, personalized guitar lessons for 20 bucks a month or cooking lessons. Uh, patreon.com slash droopame. And you get an individualized personalized shout out on every episode like these fine people. Alicia Iron Eagle. Chai, I, uh, James. Uh, new guy Mark. Anthony. Patrick. Nick and Mac. Bryce, Bubba Marnus, Street Demon. I also saw Bubba and Marnus at the River Cree on Tuesday. We watched the first game. So sick to get Bubba and Marnus. Uh, Joel, Isaac, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call at Andre Blair, Terrence, say they name, want them. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. Uh, also, uh, what? That was, what? That was the ending of a different commercial. Go. <laughs> You know what it is already. Fuck you. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew. And also weed. Well, this is the, probably one of the worst. I'm not really good at ad reads, but this is definitely one of the worst ones I've ever done because I can see the country guitar. I've got to hit the post on the country guitar here. Fuck. Okay. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew right now for 10% off your order. Uh, buy some weed and get the purple space cookies because it's good. I'm going to do a big dopening video. Um, okay, there we go. Hour-long podcast. That's more than makes up for the fact I missed it. Alberta! Oilers! Okay, how do we play in this? Okay, we're in G. Sorry, Joel. This one sucked. 